0: All right. Uh, All those who are in kindergarten through fifth grade, if you'd make your way to the front to go with your uh, teachers. And all those who are three and four and five year olds, uh, if you would make your way to the back, that's three, four, and five year olds go to the back, and you'll be going down with your uh, leader anyway. All right, take just a moment to let our children move and to go in. If you're a visitor today and you'd like for your kids to go either three through five, as we said age-wise, and our, our group here uh, to head down for their lesson, uh, you're welcome to join them even and see where they're going. And then uh, uh, after the service is over, uh, they'll be able to be picked up. Uh, We'll we'll need you to pick up your kids. I shouldn't say you can pick them up. You will pick them up. You need to pick your kids up. Uh, What? A free week of childcare? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we're we're beginning a new series, and we're excited about this. Uh, The series is, is called Poetry in Motion. And I know that maybe some thoughts come to mind. It's a familiar phrase. It's been in songs. It's been in different things, and and something might pop into your head because we say poetry in motion, Uh, but I want to direct your attention to what it means. Defined, I looked up what that phrase means, it means someone or something that moves in a way that is very graceful and or beautiful, and and to direct your attention to our purposes, here's how we're defining it. It is how God moves. It is how God moves in a way that is very graceful and beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that our God? I, the, the series we just completed was cross, cross My Heart, which we had the opportunity to look over the very covenant promises of God in the Old Testament. And, and if you notice, it was an encouragement to us because we saw that God was very active. He was proactive in working through uh, those promises, Throughout the Old Testament, we're moving history until what we have today is that perfect covenant through Jesus Christ. Amen? And, and so we, we've seen God in action. And it is poetry in motion when we see how God is working through history. And today, he's working through you and I. Uh, he, is, he is working through the church. And, and I want us to see that. And, and so I, I'd like for you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. We are going to have it up here on the screen, but I always, man, if you got access to it, you could continue to look. I will be re- reading or referring to another part of the passage, so if you have that handy, that would be nice. Ephesians chapter two, six through ten. Matter of fact, I'll just say that I would love for you to continue getting acquainted with His Word. I, I want you to know His Word. I don't want you to wait till Sunday to get His Word. <laughs> Uh, I, I want you to get acquainted because uh, that's how you get acquainted with God, right? That's, that's how you come to know Him and His ways. I am so blessed to have the opportunity to share with you this passage today. One written by Paul, inspired by the Spirit. And, and, and already, when we're going to walk through His Word, there's poetry in motion. His Word, isn't it? And and today, especially when we focus on this passage, I'm beginning at a place where I could have started earlier, and we will go back to what's earlier, to to see the amazing movement of God. We're beginning in verse 6. It says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one could boast. For we are God's workmanship or excuse, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I especially, uh, uh, we're, we're going to work up to, but I, that verse 10 is going to be my vo- focus text. But before we get there, there's, there's some other details. I, I, I think in getting there, we want to know and understand its, its full meaning. In that passage, and, and the focus I want to, to, to direct our attentions to, especially in this passage, is this thought that God has created in us something beautiful for his purposes. God has created. And did you hear that in us? In us? Uh, when we're looking at this, I want, I want to make sure that we're not looking out elsewhere. Well, we want to see, we want to behold what God is doing because it's right here within these walls of people who are praising God with their voices. It, it's within us. It's with what he's doing, what he's working. His handiwork, his workmanship is in us. And that's our focus today. So so let's look at God's active work as we work through this. God's active work starts here. God starts with flawed material. God God works with flawed material. Who works with flawed material? Who works with flawed material? Uh, When God is creating something beautiful... Or when anyone creates anything beautiful, it's going to be out of something that's that's right and, and not not, not uh, flawed or or distorted or it's going to be something nice. But God starts with flawed material. Ephesians chapter two, the the beginning part of this. Uh, and when I read this, I left off the and. Did you notice that in verse six? It says, "And God raised is because the context of it is so important. He He is speaking to believers." He's speaking, he's speaking to people just like you and I, so we could be included in what's being said here. But he's speaking to them, and he begins in, chapter, in that chapter 2 with verse 1. He says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. He, he's speaking to them as believers now, but he says, I want you to remember, this is where you came from. You were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived with him at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. That's what I'm referring to as flawed. I mean, we're, I, and, and that's being nice. I really like what we read, what we sang earlier, broken vessels. Uh, there it is. That's what God works. Broken vessels, all these pieces. I, and, and when it comes to that connection with amazing grace, uh, the amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. The, have you ever known someone who says, boy, I don't like to refer to ourselves as wretches. Uh, I want to sing a one like me. Have you ever heard that change? Oh, don't change that. Uh, let's recognize this fact. Here's where we came from, brokenness. We came out of brokenness. We came out of sinfulness. And, and so to save a wretch like me is just speaking the truth, okay? Okay? Sinfulness. That's where God called us. He called us out of our brokenness, sinfulness. And, you know, and to think about an artist or or someone who works pottery to use something that is uh, is tainted. Uh, say say like a, a potter picks up a, a lump of clay that's going to be good clay if he wants to create something special. Right? It's going to be good. It's going to be right. The paint's going to be perfect. Now, I'm not an artist, but but I painted my house recently, and 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 we. Uh, uh, we purchased that paint when it was on sale. And, and, and I didn't paint the house till three years later because, because I, I bought the paint. And, and couldn't paint the house because all kinds of boards needed to be pr- replaced. It took me that long to prepare the house. And so uh, uh, three years later when the house was ready, we took the paint back to Sherwin-Williams. And I said, listen, I, I said, we bought this quite a while back. Would you shake it up for us? He said, well, how old is it? I said, three years. And he looked kind of concerned. <laughs> he, 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 said, he said, I hope it's not spoiled. Well, Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I don't want to use spoiled paint. You know, I, I don't know what to do whether it. would fall off after a while. Or and he, he says, like anything else, it will smell bad. So he popped the, the top off and he smelled it. And he said, okay, I think you're okay. He said, it doesn't smell bad. I didn't know paint went bad. I didn't know paint went bad. But, but here's, here's what God has done. He's taken us that is spoiled to make something beautiful out of it. It's that beauty for ashes. I entitled this, and and maybe you're familiar with that song. I love that phrase because it reminds us of what God is. He's used something that is spoiled. That actually, in in the passage, it it says that that we are objects of his wrath. Uh, We deserve God's wrath, and instead of wrath, what has he done? Instead of being discarded Or even under his judgment and condemnation. Instead, he's made something beautiful out of us. And see, that's that gospel message. The second part of this, especially where we picked up, well, going to verse five, it says, you know, one, it says, hey, you're dead to Christ, or you're dead in your sinfulness. And in verse five, it comes along and says, you are alive in Jesus Christ, dead in your sinfulness. You are now alive in Jesus Christ. It it is something that God has done for us. It is his active work in us. And and that second point is that God graciously restores and creates or even recreates us through Jesus. It, it, It has been his work. That's that covenant we've come under. You are now alive through Jesus, verse 5. This is God's handiwork that he refers to in verse 10. We are God's handiwork. Well, what does that mean? It means exactly the fact that that God sent Jesus in order to pay for our sinfulness, to to bring us back to life uh, through his own death. This is God's poetry in motion. This is his movement throughout history. It, it is sending Jesus in order for us who, who then have that opportunity to believe, then to respond to that. Oh, man, Becky, thank you for last week, okay? I'll say it again. Uh, Becky, we had that opportunity. And, and, and those who recently ha- have received Jesus, that was that beginning. Did you see the, did you see the poetry in, in that? A life that was full of sin and, 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 and you know, had made choices and as it says in the scripture, followed the ways of this world and was under the leadership of the ruler of this world, Satan, and, and, and marked for his condemnation and, and, and was, was there for his wrath. Instead, man, made something beautiful, right? Made something beautiful, made something new, brought Life to a, a, a life that, that is inside just corrupted and, and dead has now brought life. Well, he's, work, he's working in us as well. Man, transformation is what, what it's all about. Uh, he's working that transformation in us. We are no longer dead to sins, but we are alive in Jesus Christ. We were objects of God's wrath, but now we live in God's presence. I thought this was really unique because last week when we were talking, we talked about Jesus being our great high priest. How he ascended into heaven, now he's seated at the right hand of God. Did you catch what he said there in verse 6? And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. I didn't add that last week. I said, boy, here's where our high priest is representing us. He's seated at the right hand of God. Paul comes along and says, we are seated with him. I understand the, the change in that too. So, man, we were not only dead in our sins, we were following the ways of this world. Now we, have joined, we are joined with Christ there who's seated at that right hand. How significant is it when you pray? You know, man, it's in Jesus' name. Man, it, Jesus is representing this prayer, and, and he, he is there seated at, at God's right hand. And a continuous reminder saying that, hey, Ronnie is mine. Ronnie is mine. Don't, don't forget, hey, hey, these people are mine. She's mine. He's mine. They belong to me. They're part of your children. And God is that continuous representative. We are seated there at the right hand of God, along with Jesus as our representative. Uh, we were objects of God's wrath, but no longer. Uh, this grace is what is working in us. This is our gospel message. Oh, you know, it, it was a debt that we could not pay. It was a debt that was too huge. And Jesus paid it for us. Verse 10. And, and, and Well, l- let me get one thing, because it refers to God's grace. When we refer to his work, his handiwork... It's been all God. It's been all God. That's, that's what he says, is it is according to his grace that we're saved. There's nothing we could do about it. You know? Do, do we come to that place of saying, well, how do I apply? How do I work out that salvation? How do I how do I finally how do I get that salvation? Well, God has absolutely laid it out for us. And it is through our faith. It's through believing, it's through receiving. What God has given us that changes us from broken or from dead to alive. It's important for us to remember that. Uh, it, it, earlier this week, I even found, woke up and had just a, a burden of worthlessness. I just have you ever had that one of those mornings? Have you ever felt worthless when it comes to? Well, maybe it's even during a sermon when you're preaching, going through the scriptures, you just feel worthless as you're going through. And, and it's important for us to remember, hey, even, even as you're taking communion, God, I praise you because I absolutely need Jesus as my Savior. And if Jesus is my Savior, there, that worthlessness is not there. I, I'm valued. Hey, I am God's workmanship. There is a place of thinking, wow, what he has done for me. He has taken me from a place of being dead to him and and just absolutely removed to be in a place that is alive. And they're seen by God, loved by him, and and, and actually precious to him. Now, this idea being his workmanship. God's wonderful work creates for us a purpose. We especially uh, want you to look at that verse 10. For we are God's Handy work created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Uh, you know, God has done something special in this, and, and it's funny how some folks who I, man, how easy is it to take that for granted? Man, I, I talk to moms all the time. I know living with my wife how at times, you know, kids and even possibly just her husband every once in a while might not appreciate how much she's done for us. You know, prepares a meal and she begins to call for dinner. Well, we're kind of busy. You know, I'm watching a program and the boys are playing video games and things like that. Back in the day, right, Linda? And, and yeah, but, but she'd call and, and already the, the, the lack of appreciation comes when we don't come. And she has to call three or four times. And, and so, I, I don't know. We come into this relationship with Christ, are we appreciating? If you're here this morning, I think you are. This is part of maybe appreciating is coming and worshiping. You're connecting with each other is part of appreciating. But in this passage, it says, there are works of service. There's works of service as a result of of what Jesus has done. And now, don't want you get that all confused. There's not works of service in order for us to attain salvation. That's not the way it is. He gives us salvation. Jesus is ours. Woo! That's wonderful. And as a result, man, we respond because God has work for us to do, and there is good works that. that comes as a result of Jesus working and living in us in that transformed life. It, it, it really resembles where we've been here recently in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God was going to bless Israel to the point that all nations would know that Israel's God was the one and only true God. They, God was going to bless them. They were going to, to be obedient follow after Him and, and be that nation for God. And as He blessed them all the other nations would just absolutely know that their God is the true God. Well, that failed. Well, it didn't fail. I mean, there, there's parts of the kingdom that, that people were amazed. Solomon and the, the queen came and, and checked it out because she just couldn't believe, and she believed that, that his God was the true God by seeing what was happening in that nation. Others recognized as well. They were fearful of that nation because that was the nation who... who uh, that was the God who pulled his people out of Egypt. So there was, there was recognition of God. But when they became disobedient, it became a nation that went into captivity instead of blessings. Here we are as God's people. And I believe the same thing is, is being applied to us. You know, that, that if God is our God and we are his people, we begin to reflect our God. Our God, who, who is that poetry in motion, it begins to work in us, and we begin to move about with what? With graciousness. And, and he takes what is flawed and broken in, in life and makes it something that's attractive, that people will come to know you. I, I think about some of the transformation that's been taking place, and, and that's one of my greatest joys, is to see the fruit of what Christ is doing in people's lives, and it's been evident here. There was a, a family that came in and, and, and uh, visited us. Actually, they used to live here uh, early in their faith, early in their family. Uh, they were growing up here, and it was a difficult time. It was a difficult time. Um, he was an alcoholic, became a believer, and, and still struggled with his alcoholism. And, and uh, one of the elders and myself I remember phone calls late at night saying, he's drunk, I need your help. And we went over, uh, he went over, and I, you know, one of the elders and myself, we both had times where we'd go over and sit with him and make sure he wasn't getting violent and things like that. And, and uh, this family came to visit us. The reason they went to Colorado is because he left here to go get that rehab. to A faith-based place where uh, finally... He was able to overcome his drinking uh, and, and, and is now living a life uh, focused upon Christ. We love seeing that transformation. I don't know, we see those things. Some of those things are easy, you know, or a little easier. You know, someone receives Christ. I talked to someone this morning He said, man, I used to be addicted to, to pornography. And man, I, it just sickened me and I let it go. I didn't, didn't have any problem with it anymore. You see, that's, that's the work of God within us, bringing us to purity, bringing us to, to, to not being entrapped by our sinfulness anymore. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's just be real with each other. We come with all kinds of ugliness. Isn't that right? I remember as a teenager, I came with a rebellious heart. You know, I, I, I received Christ a rebellious heart. And that rebellion kind of continued on it had to be something worked work with pride and and other things in my life was a continued work other folks have so much we all have something we have to have to put away in order us to continue to pursue that relationship with Christ it's not we receive Jesus and that's it I, I believe the importance, if I said the one thing that's so important about this passage, is we don't receive Jesus, and okay, well, we don't have to face hell anymore, and we go about living our lives the way it was. No. When, when, when it says that God, uh, that, that we are God's workmanship, he's been working something in us. Uh, there's... Change. there's transformation that's taking place and we begin to look and act like God let me, let me use this for an example I believe it means that in our lives it, it, it's, it's going to be more outward than inward uh, that's one of the greatest indicators I think that was in my life my life was more about here there's things I wanted to experience in life and didn't want things of God so I, you know, boy, I'm going to go get stuff I'm gonna go live stuff. I'm gonna go enjoy life. And God wasn't all about that. That, That's what life used to be like. So it was more inward instead of outward. Let me let me ask you this, as just just kind of a thought, as we come together, believers in Jesus who are people are being transformed. What are you thinking when you come on Sunday morning? I mean, what are, what are the things that you're thinking about when you come to church on Sunday morning? You know, are, are we thinking, well, am I going to get that nice parking space that's a little closer to the door than everybody else? Am I going to get my seat? You know? Yeah, you all know where you sit, right? You all know where you sit. I, and I, had, I talked to a guy just recently. Um, I don't think it was here. I hope it wasn't here. But anyway, he, he said, I remember going to church just to visit one time. And I I, I sat down and waited for worship, and and this person came up and just started staring at me. (laughs) He said, yes, uh, how are you? And he said, well, you're in my seat. You're in my seat. (laughs) Ah! You know, that concern. You know, where you sit, and boy, you've got to have your seat. Uh, I hope we sing the songs that I like. That Eric, man... His choices sometimes just goes wrong. I don't know. Uh, I, or I, I just don't want to be around a lot of distractions. You know, I, I want to, I'm going to move and say, there's some rowdy kids on this side. I'm going to sit over on this side. You know, I just don't want to. Uh, and it's, it's that inward. Is it that inward thinking? Oh, man, what I want, what I hope to get. And, oh, I just, I just want to be there to praise God. And Oh, all, all wow, I've got this list of things I need so I could do that. But recreated in Jesus, what can be a part of our thinking? Or what should be a part of our thinking as we come? Let, let me tell you, a sweet lady, she's not here this morning, Francis Graham. I, I, I remember when they were building the bluffs over here. And, and uh, as part of it, I said, man, what a great opportunity for the church uh, it, it's an opportunity for us to, to reach out to, to new folks. They're going to be really close to us. And we've had some of those folks coming and join us. I said, but I, I said, man, there's a possibility. So you know what we need to do? I started saying, hey, park, park at the ends of the parking, park farther out. Let, let those visitors be close. We don't have to have identifying, we got some visitors' places here, but but make sure those those people who are coming have a good place to park. And, and, and find a place to say, guess what Frances has done? She's in her 90s now. But it, 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 all the way, years later, Frances parks clear to just the, at the entrance. She puts her car clear down there. Frances gets it. <laughs> she understands it. And, 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 uh, uh, but, but I'm not worried about where I'm going to park. May, maybe some of the things we ought to be thinking about is, who can I encourage who is it this morning, God, who is it that needs some encouragement? Maybe a brother or sister in Christ has just really had a bad week. I, maybe I could pray with them. Maybe I could just pull them off to the side and say, man, let, let me just pray with you. God, God cares about this. I want to care about it. Let's pray about it. Uh, who, who could I you know, welcome? Maybe, maybe I, I see someone new. Maybe I could be a part of making them feel welcome today. Or who can I sit next to? who's alone that doesn't have anybody maybe maybe I could sit next to someone and 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 just get get better acquainted with someone else i know we're kind of creatures of habit and we sit where but but our, have we ever thought maybe i'll sit next to that person who always seems to be by themselves or how can i serve how how could i serve what is your thinking that just just kind of in your own mind have i been more inward or, or is that transforming work of Christ working in me that it's more outward, more about serving? You, you see, because our God is really that poetry in motion. He is gracious in his movement, isn't he? He has been patient. He has been merciful. And, oh, man, has he been loving by sending his son. And it, 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 it's a great story, but it's a true story. And, and it only becomes true when it becomes real in our lives. And it begins to rearrange and, and change our thinking. Instead of here, it's going here. And our movement begins to reflect and become like His. Be- why? Because He's our God. And, and Jesus is our Lord. And we live in forgiveness and mercy. And so I belong to Him and I want people to be able to see him and realize that God is the true one and only true God in this world right that's exactly who we are God has created in us something beautiful for his purpose oh may God's will be done when you pray that do you think may God's will be done here may be working through me when you pray that, that line that Jesus taught us to pray, make sure that's part of it. Hey, listen, we were dead in our sinfulness and transgression. We were wretches, but Jesus came. God sent Jesus that we are now alive to God through Jesus Christ. Woo, that was good. <laughs> that's been one of the better ones. Uh, You're getting it. Man, know when it is to to celebrate and just say, man, we praise a God who has sent us willingly, lovingly, Jesus Christ. He has a new life for us, a life to be lived for his purposes. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for Jesus. We thank you, God, that uh, uh, it's all been your work. It is through your grace. We are so dependent upon you of what you provided through Christ that sweet forgiveness, that redemption through his blood, this covenant that we now live in. I pray, Father, as, as Paul prayed, that, that you give us a spirit of, of uh, uh, just wisdom and, and revelation, Lord, that, that we might know you better. Lord, we could still pursue. You know us completely, but we could still pursue and understand what you have in store for us, and and Lord, about the wonders of this grace. So continue to work in us, oh Lord, through that spirit. Lord, help us to understand that inheritance that you have in store for us and that power that works within us, that power of resurrection that says when death does come, Lord, we too will be raised. Lord, there is so much for us to embrace and hold on to and to know that you did it all. In order for you to be glorified and praised, Lord, work within us. Open our eyes. If we've been hesitant, Lord, help us to, to move on uh, uh, finding those places, those opportunities for service. Or maybe it's just those opportunities to encourage and strengthen and even challenge one another. Lord, we want to reflect you. We want to love and to uh, serve and, and to, uh, uh, to, to, to be merciful in a way that reflects your good grace and mercy working in us. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.